Hey everyone, welcome to the DeSuckify Work podcast. Today's guest is Dan Dominguez, Chief Growth Officer for the Why Institute. You've probably heard of Simon Sinek's work around finding your why. I've read the books and they're fantastic. What Dan and the team at Why Institute have done is make that process way more accessible. Founder Gary Sanchez created a why discovery tool that helps you find your why and your how and your what in just a few minutes. When you know your why, as Dan says, everything just falls into place. Your path becomes more clear and you find it much easier to say no to the things that don't connect to your real purpose. During the show, we talk about Dan's path and how his why of contribute made it clear he needed to make a big change in his life and his work. We talk about how understanding your team's why can help improve communication and understanding, two things that, if we're being honest, often suck at work. And we talk about how businesses can discover their why and create a brand that is based in truth. Truth. I think we need a lot more of that if we want to do this de-suckify work thing right. So let's get to it and welcome our guest, Dan Dominguez. All right. Dan Dominguez, welcome to the Desuckify Work Podcast. How are we doing? I am doing great. I am I am so glad to be on the coolest named <laughs> podcast of 2023. Desuckify Work is a genius word, TJ. <laughs> I appreciate that. I I like to have fun no matter what I'm trying to do. That's uh that's definitely part of my MO for sure. Yeah. So uh, you know, I think the first thing I'd love to do, Dan, is just give people a chance to to kind of get to know you. You know, I think, you know, I obviously know you through 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 why and some stuff, but not everybody's going to know you. So who is Dan Dominguez? What are you doing these days? And, and how did you end up doing it? Well, so who who is Dan Dominguez? You know, I should probably as I as I tell all our why coaches, let, let's tell you who I am by talking about why I do what I do. And and, mm-hmm. and and that's the best way to get started. You know, I'm a person who believes that success happens when we make a difference in the lives of others. Mm-hmm. So that means I love contributing to the success of other people. It's been something that I've done my entire life, whether right. it, it was when I was in student council and as a, as a teenager to mm-hmm. when I was in college and in a fraternity, and I was always involved in all the charitable things that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's that's and and you know even when when I got into the army and, and in the military, just I've always been someone who said, always asked the question, hey, how can I help? How can I do more? How can I make a difference? So that's you know what wakes me up in the morning is doing that, and I've taken that to my work life. You know, uh, after I got out of the military, I uh, went into sales, and I've been a in sales my entire career, and I love helping people find solutions. So that's my why. Uh, so, you know, who I am uh, is made up a lot by that because I, I thrive in a place where I can make a difference in the lives of others. And throughout my career, whether it's been uh, leading troops in the military, leading sales forces at, at the different companies that I work at, or in my work now at the Y Institute, helping coaches discover their why and help their clients discover their why. I think I get the most satisfaction when somebody says, man, that, that was so helpful. Thank you so much. How mm-hmm. can I make a difference in, in the lives of the people I work with, the people that I that I uh, have a chance to influence every day and uh, in a positive way? I think that's, you know, that that's who I am. And the reason I'm here is uh, 
I love what I do. I yeah. truly wake up every morning and I get to live my why operating system. I get to contribute to the success of coaches like yourself around the world. I get to challenge them, do things differently. No mm -hmm. day is ever the same for me. And that's exactly how I like it. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, and I help people make sense of things. You know, I help people understand this new thing that we do at Y Institute, which is help people discover their why and work in their zone of genius. Hmm. Well, that's actually a good segue to, to a question. I'm sure people are wondering as they're starting to hear you talk about this Y Institute thing, right? Because I think, I think we're all familiar with the concept of, of finding my why people have probably read or at least seen quotes from Simon Sinek. And then a lot of people have kind of talked about this, but I, I think for some folks, maybe that feels a little floaty, a little like, okay, what do I do with that? So what do you guys do at the Y Institute to help people really connect to that idea? And that's a great question. You know, and discovering your why everybody talks about it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Tony Robbins says, you got to discover your why. Michael Hyatt says, you, you've got to know your why. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. You know, Mark Twain said the most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. And Simon Sinek really brought it to our consciousness with that YouTube video that has been seen millions of times mm -hmm. where he talked about the importance of knowing your why, your how, and your what. But until Gary Sanchez, the founder and, and CEO of the Y Institute, figured out a way to help people not only discover their why, but their how and what, there really wasn't a system out there. Now, there are some people, some practitioners out there who, who will say, hey, look, I can help you get to your why. And guess what? They, they can't. There, we're not saying that they can't. Right. It, it it takes you got to dig into your history. You got into you know you got to ask questions like when do you feel most successful, and it takes time. You know when mm -hmm. when when Gary started doing this, he did it via that process, and it would take a couple hours to get to a person's why by listening to stories and telling and figuring out what felt best. Right? When were you most successful? And and those are important things to do. Uh, but what Gary did that that's genius is he created a an algorithm because hmm. he he started no he when he started doing this he noticed a pattern that he was asking some of the same questions over and over and they were helping him narrow down hey this person's why is to contribute this person's why is to find a better way so the mm -hmm. more work that he did he started seeing some patterns and then he created an algorithm with a questionnaire. And so what we do at the Y Institute is we've created a, a system, a process, whereas whereby you can take a questionnaire that has 4,400 possible question combinations mm -hmm. and it only, and only answered 35 and finish with, uh, an answer to the, the age old questions. What is my, why? And, yeah. and, you know, the other thing that we always, and you, you and I talked about this, uh, TJ, it mm -hmm. is not your family. Mm -hmm. It is not your career. Right. It is not your, your goal to lose 20 pounds. Those are great mm -hmm. motivators, but mm -hmm. they can all, they're all temporary, right? Your family can, can leave you, right? Cause you're, yeah. guess what? Our kids grow up and leave home, right? Mm -hmm. So then what's your why your wife yeah. and you could have a divorce. So then what, what happens then you right. can lose your job, you can lose your career. So what we get to is, Hey, what is that main mode? What are the main motivators in your life? What are the things that make you get up in the morning 
and that if you could do them all day long, you would gladly do it even if you weren't getting paid. That's that's kind of how I define why. Mm. I, I could help people all day long and I and I really wouldn't care if I got paid. If I see people succeeding, if I see people doing well and that I had a part in their success, I'm happy. Mm. I think that, that I think that's the neat part of what you guys are doing is is you get to a, a real and concrete answer. And this is, um, I think, again, what people may struggle with when they think of like the, the big question of like, why am I here? What What is my purpose? Whatever that phrasing they might use. It's like it can feel like is my purpose something like to save the whales or, you know what I mean? Like some kind of big thing versus um more like a, a core part of, of of how you operate. I mean, you use that term operating system and it's, you know, right. you talk about contribute is is your why. I mean, that's that's grounded, you know, and, and I think that that makes it a little easier to latch on to rather than if it was some lofty thing. And it's not that you can't go and save the whales. That might be one way you would contribute to the world, but you don't need to save the whales to fulfill your why. You just need to be doing something that feels like you're making a difference. I mean, am I getting well, that pretty much right? Yeah, you're you're absolutely, you know, Mother Teresa said, do do small things with great love, right? Mm. You don't have to save the whales. You can save that dog across the street that, mm -hmm. that's trying to cross the street and is going to get run over if you don't go over there and, and grab them and safely carry them across the street. Mm -hmm. There's You can do little things. I think the great thing about the Y operating system is it's how I do everything. Mm -hmm. So like you said, if my cause becomes today that I'm going to go save the whales, how I'm going to do that is, hey, I'm I'm there to help the cause. I'm here, I'm here to help save the whales. Mm -hmm. How I'm going to do it, though, is by challenging the status quo. I'm going to come in and say, hey, how can we do it differently? Why do we have to do it that way? I'm going to ask the questions that, that, that lead to solutions that are different and out of the box. And then ultimately what I'm going to want to do is make sense of it. How, what problem are we solving? When we save the whales, what's the problem that we solve? And if I can do those three things, whether I'm saving the whales or if I'm saving the spotted owl or, or if I'm, I'm saving a company from going bankrupt, mm -hmm. I want to contribute to the success of the company. I want to challenge the way they're doing what they're doing, and I want to help them make sense of it. And if I can do those three things, I'm going to enjoy the heck out of saving your company from going bankrupt. If I can't do those things, I'm not going to be as happy. I'm not going to enjoy it as much because that's where I am in my zone of genius. That's when I'm having fun. I like that. And I think it it connects to some of what I'm trying to do here with this Desuckify work project, right? I mean, I think um, a lot of us, recognize when we don't enjoy our work like in the sense that we feel it it's in our gut somewhere or we just come home stressed or whatever but we may not quite get why we don't love it we may think i should love this it's a good paying job it's at a good company um i work with good people um so it sort of it seems like it's ticking all of the the boxes we're supposed to tick but i think what what understanding what's underneath that and what really drives us in terms of the why, and then you've got the, the, the full why, how, what, it, it suddenly, you know, helps it kind of click into place for somebody, right? It's like, oh, I get it. I had the quote unquote dream job, but it was not giving me a chance to contribute. Or if it was for me, it's not giving me a chance to really make sense of things and solve problems in the way that I like to do. So um, with that, I'm curious, have you know, maybe thinking about your time before working with why, you know, what, 
What was one of your experiences with work where maybe you didn't know the words yet, but you knew you were not really connected? Did you ever have a moment working where you felt like, I'm not sure if I'm fully connected to, to what I'm supposed to be doing here? Oh, no, abs absolutely, TJ. It's the reason I left the corporate world. Mm. I mean, when when you're wise to contribute, you have to feel. Uh, for me, it's it's got to be in everything that I do. I have to feel like what I'm doing is making a difference. Mm -hmm. And when you get high enough in any corporate job, as you know, it's more about the numbers. Mm -hmm. And when my work became more about numbers than about people, it started, I started feeling out of place. I yeah. started gaining weight. I started coming home stressed. I started not enjoying going to work, not looking forward to that next meeting. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, uh, I, I always talk about an experience, you know, uh, in, in big corporations, there's always layoffs. Mm -hmm. And I remember one year, it was two, to the year before I left, we we were told, hey, we're we're not making our numbers. And the way we're going to solve that problem is by laying some people off. Mm -hmm. And I had knowledge of this information as a senior leader in the company two months before we actually did it. Right. And, you know, as often happens when those things happen, it's it hits the bottom 10 percent. We're getting rid of the bottom 10 percent. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. And I was a sales leader. It doesn't matter that the guy that we're laying off has performed superbly for 17 years. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that this year he's in the bottom 10% because guess what? If you perform really well, your quota is higher. So yeah. he might not be making his numbers this year. <laughs> That's a good point. And so I remember that I had ideas. I was like, well, what if we just, you know, everybody took two weeks unpaid, right? Mm -hmm. What, you know, if everybody in the, on my sales force took two weeks unpaid, then I bet that would save enough money for nobody to get laid off. Yeah. But the decision had been made and that's what was going to be done. So I didn't feel like I could make a difference in terms of mm -hmm. how it was going to be accomplished. But the hardest part is, you know, you've seen that movie up in the air where George Clooney comes in and fires the people, right? Mm -hmm. We Guess what? We didn't have that. I had to yeah. sit across the the desk from someone who mm -hmm. I've known who has performed really well for a long time and who I care about as a contributor as somebody my my whole being is about helping people succeed and I'm helping I'm here and standing in front of someone who last year helped me meet my numbers mm -hmm. and having to say unfortunately a decision has been made and yeah. your position is being eliminated and that just tore at me and it stayed with me Mm -hmm. And and so when I had my big aha moment, TJ, and I don't know if I've shared this with you before, but I'd love to, uh, you know, share it with you and your audience now. Yeah. It was September of 2019. As a matter of fact, the day I made that decision was, was today, September 13th. Mm -hmm. I actually have it marked in my calendar. Oh, nice. I came home from a business trip. You know, when you're a national sales director for a big medical device company, you travel a lot. I was on the road three weeks out of the month, every month of the year, because when big accounts like Stanford Medical Center wants to buy your product, they want to talk to the national sales director. Sure. You know, yeah. so does Northwestern and so does Duke University. And guess what? Those are all far away from Albuquerque, New Mexico. So you got to take <laughs> planes and you got to take and you got to get there and 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 deal with uh close the deal, which I love closing the deals and meeting mm -hmm. the people and helping them solve their problems. Yeah. That wasn't the problem. But I came home uh, in September of that year and my daughter was seven turning eight. And she uh, she was a journaler. My wife taught her how to read and write very young. And so she had written in her journal about her upcoming birthday party. Mm -hmm. So I get home and my wife hands me my daughter's journal and says, hey, I want you to read this. I said, okay. 
And this is on a, for late on a Friday. Daughter's already asleep. I got home late as usual. <laughs> and uh, I'm reading this journal entry about her birthday party and her friends are there. We live on a small farm in Albuquerque and the kids are playing with, with the sheep and they're petting the chickens. And it's just, and I'm like, this is a great story. And my wife says, keep reading. Yeah. And so I knew I was in trouble oh, because uh, the next line was, unfortunately, my dad couldn't be there mm. because yeah. he had to work. Yeah. And I was like, that's like a knife in the heart. Right. And then she twisted it by saying, and I wanted to call my dad and thank him for the birthday party because it was so fun. But I didn't want to bother him because his work's important. Oh, geez. So that day, September 13th, 2019, I made a decision. I said, this isn't how I want this story to end. Mm. And I, I said, I'm leaving. Uh, th- and it was a very tough decision. And I had to talk it over with my wife because, you know, one of the things I was giving up was a very generous pension yeah. uh, that, you know, very few companies nowadays, the golden no. handcuffs, right? Yeah. have. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're giving up the opportunity. I was seven years away from that pension, mm-hmm. which at I think at, at, our, at, that, at our company was 80% of your top three or eight oh. years. Wow. So okay. imagine you're walking away from serious yeah, money when you're making yeah. mid six figures. Mm-hmm. But I also knew that I was also seven years away from having a teenage daughter who didn't know me. Mm. And I also knew that I, and I said this to HR because they're like, are you crazy? And then I said, well, I'm also seven years away from splitting that pension 50-50 with my future <laughs> ex-wife at yeah. the rate that I'm going, right? Yeah. So is it really that worth that much? And I left without a plan. That's typical <laughs> contribute challenge, right? I didn't have a plan. Everybody thought, oh, he's got hired away. You know, they put together a non-compete because the, our competitor probably is hiring him. No, nope, I, I had no plan. I just knew that I didn't want my story to end that way. So I, I needed to do something about it, made that decision in October, 2019. I met Gary, who mm. is the founder and president of Y Institute. When we known each other for 22 years at the, at that time, but mm-hmm. I, I met with him and uh, he said, Hey, what's this, what's going on with you leaving your, your job? I thought you were going to stay there until, you know, until you retire. And I said, well, so did I, but uh, you know, here's, here's what's going on. And he said, Dan, what are you going to do? I said, Gary, I don't know, but whatever I do next, I'm going to love it. And he says, mm-hmm. well, Dan, do you know your why? <laughs> and so mm-hmm. when you ask the question, how did you end up here? He took me through that why, my why, my how, and my what. Mm-hmm. And it made such an impact on me. I said, Gary, I want to help. How can I, what does it contribute? Say, how yeah. can I help you get this in the hands of more people? Because it's life changing. That awareness, that understanding, all mm-hmm. of a sudden my life made sense. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden it was like, ah. That's why I wasn't happy doing that, because as a contributor, you can't live in a world where numbers are more important than people. Yeah. I mean, God, that comes that came so clearly in your story. I mean, in a few ways, one, which I think a lot of folks who have worked in any kind of high level jobs where where you've had to let people go. um, That just always sucks. I mean, talk about desuckifying work. I mean, it's not that you can ever get rid of the fact that people need to be let go, but it's rare that it's done in a way where it feels right. You know, it's just something about it always feels off. I don't think many companies have really figured out that art of how to do it. I mean, some companies do it legitimately awfully. At least you were right. saying across the table as opposed to like these mass emails or, you know, texts that go out that I've heard about. But but that hurts, I think, particularly if you're a contribute person. But I think for anybody that can really feel like it can rub you the wrong way and you don't have control over it. 
mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's what can lead you to going, I want to do something where I have the ability to not only align with my why, but, but feel a little more empowered to do so because, you know, you're connecting with, with, a, with an organization that, that you have more direct impact on a lot of the decisions that get made. And I think, I think that's what leads a lot of people. It led me in similar ways to, to leave some of what I was doing. I worked in advertising and a lot of big ad agencies for years. And, um, I left a, a wonderful full-time job a little over a year ago and kind of similar. I didn't have a plan per se. I had some things I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to get more into coaching. I knew I was going to get some certifications, but I didn't have a, a job, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's, it's because when you recognize that something about what you're doing is not quite fitting, it doesn't quite feel right for whatever reason. And I think we can come back to the fact that it's, it's related to the idea that our, our why and, and, and ultimately the full why, how and what are not aligned. It, it shows up as some kind of symptom, like you talked about stress and, and, and anxiety and it, for other people, it can be depression. Um, you know, I think in my case, when I'm in something that doesn't feel quite right, I've described it as like I'm wearing somebody else's skin. And I know that's like a yeah. graphic. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, it's like almost like an itch. It's like, I can't, I'm not me right now, even though everything about this job or this career looks perfect on paper, when you don't feel like you, something's rubbing you the wrong way. And that's going to show up in, you know, suddenly you start having panic attacks or suddenly you just start finding yourself. Some people start drinking more or whatever the thing is. And so I think there's a lot of reasons why we, we, we want to align with that. Why a little more clearly, right? Well, it's so funny you say that because I eat more. I wasn't, I I was eating more, eating out a lot, not having Mm -hmm. healthy meals. I mean, I had friends who were eating out just as much as I did, but they were eating healthy and they were, me, I I stress ate, you know, so I was like 20 pounds heavier. I was unhealthy. I wasn't running. I had hurt my knee. So I used that as an excuse to not exercise at all. So, you know, uh, I'm sure I didn't get officially diagnosed, but I'm sure I had high blood pressure. Um, you know, you know, here's, here's what's, um, what, how I know I made the right choice too. And -hmm. I like the way you described it, not being in your own skin. Mm -hmm. Uh, you don't feel like yourself and, and, you know, knowing your why, how, and what is not about changing who you are. It's Mm -hmm. about being the best you, you can be. Mm-hmm. And understanding, hey, there's strengths that come with being a contributor. People yeah. love you when you're a contributor because they know if they need help, they can go to you and you're going to be there. You're mm-hmm. you're the one everybody counts on. Yep. That's a great thing. The, the, the negative side of that is you're trying to help everybody and mm-hmm. you often get yourself spread too thin yep. and you're not taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, the way I dealt with it is I couldn't, I didn't feel like I was making a difference at my work. Mm-hmm. And so I would come home and I was president of my Rotary Club and I was mm-hmm. on every board I could think of charitable yeah. organizations. And I gave away a lot of money. Uh, thankfully, I was making good money, so I could give away money. But that's how I fed my contribute. Well, mm-hmm. I think our work should feed our why. And if it does, yeah. then you don't have to do those other things. And you can be at your real best at work if it's feeding that. And so you don't have to do it after hours and, and you know, participate yeah. in every charity golf tournament or every <laughs> go to every gala that you get invited to because you want to give back. Uh, it You can do it through through the work that you do. So for me, that was a big deal. Yeah, no, I get that. And it's, it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned the notion that 
our work should connect to our why. And, and I think people are starting to hear that and feel that and sort of get that a little more, but, but I, I still think, you know, if we were to sort of survey, you know, the working world, a pretty significant percentage of people are not doing work that fully aligns with their why. Um, and, and, and that brings me to something that's really interesting about what you guys are doing. Cause, um, I'm a big fan of audacious goals. I mean, I think uh, that might be the the better way in me, which you know, that's that's my my how is better right. way. I, I like thinking of 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 better and bigger. But what what is the mission of the Y Institute? So so the mission is to help a billion people discover their why. So, you know, there's there's seven billion people on this planet. We want to get to one seventh of them. And, you know, it's funny, depending on who you talk to, TJ, a lot of people mm -hmm. say, wow, what a big, hairy, audacious goal. Yeah. But when you talk to the real visionaries and the big companies that we work with, they're like, why yeah. only one billion? Why not? <laughs> why not three and a half billion? Why not half the population of the earth? Yeah. So it's really all about perspective, but mm -hmm. having a vision and a mission, right? So our mm -hmm. vision is to be the first step in self-awareness. Mm -hmm. We want people to think about their why. And I just finished a, a phone call with, with a new coach who's doing her first team workshop uh, next week with a bunch of IT guys. Think about that, TJ. Mm -hmm. These are guys that are constantly thinking in, they're, they're always in the, in the neocortex. They're all about mm -hmm. facts, figures, facts. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me, I don't care how you feel. Right. Yeah. And we're going to take them into the why world and we're mm -hmm. going to get into their limbic brain and show them, Hey, this is why you do what you do. This is why everybody on your team does what they do. This is how they go about it and what they bring. Uh, but man, you talk about a, a, a fun conversation, getting, helping somebody get ready for that and mm -hmm. prepare and, and get, come up with some great activities and understanding that she's going to have a lot of mastery people in the room. A lot of make sense people in the room, yeah. uh, you know, because that that's that's just how they think. A lot of clarifiers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Asking yep. a lot of questions because they're mm -hmm. scientists, they're, yep. they're IT guys and she, she, guys and gals, and she's going to, she's going to bring, bring them into, to their limbic selves. And uh, she's, she's in Texas. So she's got her Texas accent. And it was just so fun. She said, Oh, I'm, I'm going to rock their world. I can't wait to see their <laughs> results. Uh, but that, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, what's fun about helping people achieve those goals. It's not about us. It's mm -hmm. about bringing people into our movement, you know, to see the vision, the vision mm -hmm. to, to be the first step in self-awareness and to see the mission to, to help a billion people to yes. discover their why. So, because everybody I've talked to, and you're one of them, everybody mm -hmm. I've talked to that has gotten this clarity, man, it, it, it changes the way you look at everything that you do. Mm -hmm. It helps you yeah. filter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hey, is for, you know, for, for TJ, it's, Hey, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Does that solve a problem? Is it mm -hmm. better than what we were already doing? And does it mm -hmm. contribute to the success of others? Yeah. And if it checks off those three boxes, TJ's in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's funny because like once, once you see it, you're like, okay. And it's, it's just like, you can't quite articulate it sometimes, even though probably buried in the limbic brain, you know it. And that's why right. you don't feel right when when it doesn't quite align, but it is really helpful to see it. And I think, you know, you mentioned that it's only like, you know, 30 something questions or whatever it is. Like, I think that's another benefit that it's a pretty simple process, right? Because um, it can sound daunting. Like, I'm gonna figure out my why. Like it used to be, you'd spend a whole day and, and you'd be going through all these exercises, like you guys have said, and it's like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for that. But the fact that you can do it in, you know, a matter of minutes. Um, 
how are people reacting to that? I mean, are, are people one, are people grateful that it's, it's that, and then, and then how do they, you know, when they get the results that quickly, are they, are they shocked that they can get them that quickly? Two, two things. You bring up two great points. Uh, mm -hmm. First, yes, people are shocked. Uh, a, a question I often get from people that I take through the process is how do you know that much about me? in such mm -hmm. a little amount of time, right? Yeah. Because one of the things, you know, as when we take people through the certification process, you learn what questions to ask, you know, the strengths of each one. You also know the challenges, right? So mm -hmm. for, for TJ, if I was sitting across from TJ, I said, TJ, so your why is make sense. That means you, you're, you're a problem solver. You love to solve problems. You can mm -hmm. take in lots of information, process mm -hmm. it quickly and come up with solutions. That's mm -hmm. your superpower. Unfortunately, there's there's challenges that come with that. You think faster than everybody else. You often leave people behind. Mm. And you're probably often the guy in the room that's sitting there drumming his fingers waiting for the presentation to be over because you got it way before everybody else did. And yeah. if you express it that way, you can come across as a know-it-all. Oh, absolutely. The, the yeah. other thing you do is you probably solve people's problems when they don't want you to solve their problems. Oh, Our yeah. spouses will tell us, hey, I just want you to just listen. listen, please. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't yeah. give me that solution. I get in trouble for that all the time. It's my what? And mm -hmm. I do it all the time. And so you have to become hyper aware of your strengths and mm -hmm. your challenges. So when so the the first to the answer to your question is yes, people are often shocked at how accurate it is. There's mm -hmm. a lot of work that went into creating it. It's yes. a lot of work to take 4,400 possible question combinations and turn it into 35. But mm -hmm. that's Gary's genius, right? Yeah. So he created that. So that's the first part. The second part is the 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 impact that that the reason uh, people love it is mm -hmm. because it gives you an answer. Mm -hmm. So it's like you know what we used to do before is we went through all the questions. Have you seen the movie Molly's Game? I don't think so. What's that about? There's a great scene at the end with Kevin Costner and his daughter. He's a therapist by trade, and his daughter has gone through some traumatic experiences. And he says, "Look, I'm going to do what." therapists aren't supposed to do. I'm going to give you the answers. We're going to figure this out in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So he gives her the answers, but she has to ask the questions. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's kind of how I feel about the YOS. You mm -hmm. start with the answer. So I know your why is makes sense. Your how is better way and your what is contribute. So now I have the answers. Now let's dig into it. Yeah. Let's get into the stories. Tell me about a time when you help somebody make sense of something by finding a better way mm -hmm. and then ultimately contributing to their success. And man, I bet you can come up with tons of them. And so oh, yeah. we get, we allow the stories to happen afterward versus the way we used to is we tell the stories and we try to grab the answers. But mm -hmm. even Gary, who who's done thousands of these says, man, I was only accurate about 70% of the time. Mm -hmm. The algorithm just doesn't fail because there's no emotion. You know, when you're telling stories back and forth, yeah. There's intonation. There's yeah. enthusiasm. You know, especially you know, yeah. you and I. You know, you're a very low key guy. So yeah. if you raise an eyebrow, I'm like, oh, what happened? <laughs> Something. So, but for me, who is so animated, I'm going to be really animated when I see something that I really like. And mm -hmm. so that can influence whether you answer one way or another, right? The yeah. body language, the, mm -hmm. the tone, uh, the fact that I'm a contributor might make it because contributes in your top three. If you mm -hmm. and I are working together and you like the, Hey, I like Dan, he's got great energy and he's a contributor. Yeah. I think that's my why. Right. And you yeah. might answer yeah. that way just based on the interaction that we're having. The algorithm mm -hmm. is just, 
It's just asking the questions and it's logging the answers and it's verifying the answers. So that the the other part, the the part about the accuracy, uh, it really helps us because now the coach says, ah, I've got mm-hmm. the answer. Now I can get to the deep work because look, nobody hires TJ Bennett because they want to discover that why they hire right. you because they, they want the pudding factory to help them put some stuff together. That's going to mm-hmm. change the way they do what they do. Right. Mm-hmm. So that that's just the shortcut. So you don't yeah. have to spend all that time. One one of our uh, coaches, Darren Walker, uh, you know, he used to his, the way he works with his clients he spends two days with, with them one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And he said, Dan, you just shortcut that process by a full day. And now we spend time getting to the work that they hired me for. I don't have to get to understand them. I can, we can, we can verify with a few stories and we know, Hey, we're on the same page. Mm. Now let's get to create, let's create your purpose, your vision. Let's get to the stuff that, that we, that you hired me for. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting what you, cause you said something before that, that stuck out to me, which is some people might come into this thinking like, it's going to define me in a way that, that I have to become a different person. And I think you said something along the lines of, no, it's actually, it's revealing who you are. And, and it's, it's funny because in, in some ways, and, and there'll probably be some people listening to this who are from my, my old world of advertising, where that's actually the same way you think about something like a brand or something like that, right? Because a lot of people will go, oh, you need to come up with some way to help my brand look better. It's like, no, we, we need to reveal your brand and help people right. understand who you really are at the core rather than a- adding some kind of veneer on top of it. So it, it's almost a similar process of, of digging and, and going, oh, that's who I really am. And that makes sense. I did this. I did this. I liked it. I did this. I didn't like it. But now, whether I'm a person or even, you know, I know you guys do some of this work with brands too. It's like suddenly the the quote unquote story I'm telling about myself is that much more true um because right. you have some language to put around it that that explains like why i've done all those things i've done my whole life or why this brand has done all these things it's done all, all of its life you know so i thought that was an interesting parallel but it also takes the it takes a little bit of that edge off right because i think when people get into coaching or some kind of you know growth initiative for themselves or their business there can be this fear of they're going to try to change me. They're going to try to fight. And it's like, no, that's not actually what we're doing at all. We're actually trying to, to sort of strip away the noise and reveal what's true and then allow you to live in that right. going forward. And, and, and what that means for work, I mean, it, it's, it is the difference of, you know, getting overweight because you, you just keep eating all the time because you're stressed or depressed. It is the difference between having a healthy or not healthy, you know, marriage. It is the difference between feeling connected to your kids. Um, and it's the difference between being, you know, to use that word contribute, like a valued contributor at work because you're doing everything with enthusiasm and connection and engagement as opposed to like fighting through some force field to finally go, I think I can actually do this work today. I mean, does that, does that resonate with what you're hearing from a lot of folks who, who oh, do this work? 100%. When we talk and look, I'm not going to talk branding to the branding guy, but, <laughs> but it, it gives you the language to let people know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have the long, so, you know, we have the, the, the long, why the Y O S simple. I believe that success happens when I contribute to a greater cause. 
How I do that is by challenging the status quo and thinking differently. And what I bring are solutions that make sense. That's my, but you know, if I want it in a nutshell, Hey, TJ, you and I are going to work together. Here's what you're going to get. I'm con- I'm going to be committed to your success because I love contributing to people's success. I'm mm-hmm. going to challenge you to do things differently and I'm going to help you make sense of it. If you're looking for that, we're going to get along. Mm-hmm. If you're not looking for somebody that cares about your success, it's going to challenge you to do it differently and it's going to help you make sense of it. Don't hire me because mm-hmm. that's what I do. I like to help people. I like to challenge to do it, challenge him to do it differently. And I like helping him solve problems. If yeah. you don't need that, don't hire me. That's me in a nutshell. And that's where I'm going to be at my best. So mm-hmm. brand brand Daniel is contribute, challenge, make sense. Yeah. Brand TJ is make sense, better way, contribute. If mm-hmm. you hire him, he's going to solve your problem. How is he going to do that? By finding a better way for you to do what you're doing. If mm-hmm. you're not looking for a better way, don't hire him. And guess mm-hmm. what? He's going to contribute to your success. He's going to make sure you succeed because that's important to him. These are things that are important to him, solving problems, finding better ways and contributing to your success. You want that? Hire TJ. You don't? Don't hire him. Let's make it real easy. And it it gets, yeah. it gets it helps us do it up front. And of course, we help companies create their brands on that mm-hmm. because often companies do that based on the YOS of their yeah. founder, mm. right? So what yeah. are you going to get when you come to the Y Institute? Well, Gary's Y is better way, clarify, simplify. Mm-hmm. It's a better way to get to know people. It's a clear, simple process. So it's clarify and simple. And, and that's, that's what we, that's what we sell. Yeah. If you're looking for that. That's what we, that's what we sell. So we, we base our brand based on that. Yeah. I, I like that. And I think that's like, it's a definition of a brand that that often is lost in the world of advertising and branding sometimes, which is this ability to be super clear on who you are and who you aren't. Right. Um, and I think and I think that's really a good thing for brands to know. But I think coming back to this world of work, it's super important to know who you aren't as much as who you are because you may you may spend the first 15 20 years of your career living somebody else's dream you may and that can come from how we were raised or we idolized somebody who had this dream career and we're like i want that because it looks cool and sexy or whatever but at the end of the day if it's not aligning with with us then it's back to that whole thing i'm sitting here schlepping around somebody else's skin all day and and i've got headaches yeah, you know, every night at eight o'clock and then I can't sleep until 2 a.m. because of that reason. And so I, I, I like I like the language you guys also use around it's the first step in self-awareness. I mean, I think certainly as coaches, that's that's a big thing. We're always trying to evoke self-awareness. We, we work on our own self-awareness and then we work with our clients. And And the idea that there is this simple, you know, relatively painless but but revealing first step is really a cool thing and i've certainly worked with some of my own clients through this and it's just a simple way of going like aha here i am and it doesn't preclude doing other work and digging into other stuff but it's suddenly like you've laid this foundation of like like you said for me it's like i like to solve problems it's what i love to do i I can spend all day doing that i like thinking of better ways to do things and i do like that fact that I'm, i'm making a difference i'm contributing so i think when people have that it it is a it is a huge gift i think to have that that revealed and um the the thing i you also mentioned about teams you know which is another thing because the reality of work you know somebody might be sitting here listening going okay i get it my why is x my my how is this and my my what is this great 
now I got to show up and there's this team full of people and either I don't know their why, hows and what's, or even if I do, how do I, so how does, you know, how does understanding the team dynamic help? Because, you know, we hear a lot of people talk about culture. Yeah. Right. And for me, that's all about having a team that works and, and, and having leaders that help the team kind of bring their best selves to the table. So how can each person understanding their why, as well as having insight into the others, how does that suddenly make the team function better? Yeah. Uh, you know, this is uh, one of the things we do in the, in the team YLS, right? Mm -hmm. So I did, I did this workshop last week with a group of about, I think there were 13 people in the room. And one of the questions I like to ask at the end, what did you get? What was the biggest takeaway that you had? And the biggest takeaway that I, that I kept hearing was I now understand myself and how to communicate to others who I am, mm -hmm. but more importantly, now I understand my teammates and how they <laughs> operate. You know, one of one of the biggest aha moments that we get in those sessions when we conduct a team workshop is the the first one is there'll be laughter. And there will be laughter when, you know, you know the nine wise TJ. Yeah. So I'm not I, let's let's talk about two of them. Mm -hmm. Challenge the status quo and right way. Mm -hmm. Polar opposites, right? People that like to challenge the status quo want to be different, want to do things out of the box. They don't follow rules. They they fight convention. Mm -hmm. Right way people are all about doing things the right way, following the rules, creating systems and processes, mm -hmm. and getting consistent, reliable results. Challenge people could care less about consistent, reliable results. They want it to be fun. They want it to be different. Yep. So what happens if you have those two people on a team working together? Well, they're going to clash, right? Yeah. One guy wants to follow the rules. I love the example that I like sharing this example. Those same two people can be looking at a contract mm -hmm. and the, the right way person is going to say, well, it doesn't say in the contract that we can, that we can do it. So we shouldn't do it. Mm. And the challenge person is going to look at that contract and say, well, it doesn't say we can't do it. So we can do it. Right. They're both looking at the exact same yeah. contract, but they're bringing a different perspective. So mm -hmm. what happens is when we when we pull it out and we say, hey, by the way, do you guys know that TJ's why is to challenge the status quo? He doesn't like rules. He likes doing things his own way. He mm -hmm. likes b being outside the box. And by the way, Tom's Tom's why is right way. And guess mm -hmm. what? They were on a project together and they couldn't get along mm -hmm. because Tom wanted to follow rules and TJ wanted to break them. Yeah. But so. So that's the first part. Then there's laughter. Mm -hmm. And then we start saying, well, wait a minute. How can they complement each other? And that's the beauty. Yeah. Because guess what? People with the why of right way want some, they, they would love to be more creative, but they just can't be. For them, it's all about doing it the way they've always done it. They found a mm -hmm. way that works and they're not changing. Yep. So if you ask them to be creative, they're going to just bang their head against the wall. Why would I want to change? Right. It's working, <laughs> it right? Works. Yeah. So they can use that challenge person when they're looking for creativity, go talk to that challenge person. Hey, I'm stuck here. I don't know what to do. I've kind of been doing it the same way. I wonder if there's a better way or a different way to do it. And they can talk mm -hmm. to a better way person too sure. and say, is there a better or a different way to do it? That person is going to love helping you. Mm -hmm. Same thing. Challenge people don't, don't follow systems and processes, but they need them. Yeah. Every yeah. successful company has systems and process. Every successful business has systems and processes. And Daniel needs systems and processes mm -hmm. in order to succeed. Yeah. But I am not going to create them and I'm not going to be good at it. 
So I need to find a right way person to help me create my systems and my processes and they're going to enjoy it. That's the, that's the whole point of it. They like systems and processes. And I, and I can show them my messy, Hey, this is how I run my business. Here's my, (laughs) here's all my receipts. And here's, here's a, here's my calendar. See if you can match them up. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you need a system. Let me create a system. 20 minutes. They finally get into it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, and then they finally, I'm like, Oh, here's what we're going to do. And here's a way that you can do this going forward, Dan, so that you don't have this mess and that, and they're enjoying it. And I'm off doing what Mm. I enjoy doing, which is let's, let's have some ideas. Let's help some people and let's help them make sense of it. Yeah. That's it. It it brings up an interesting dilemma that shows up in so many organizations that I think this kind of insight really can solve. And you were sort of getting at it, which is Dan, you're not you're not going to be a process guy. I'm not a process guy either. Right. I think right way was either last or second to last on my list. So, um, but I think the way a lot of organizations run is they just try to like ram the same kind of experience through all nine different whys. And and I definitely like urge everybody to check out whyinstitute.com because I think you can start to learn about what what whys are all about and. First of all, the fact that there's only nine is a, is a wonderful thing because I think it really does make it uh, something you can grab onto. But ima- imagine if you had an organization or even just a team where it was super clear, like you said, like like Joe is a process guy. Let's give as much of that stuff to Joe and let's take it off of Dan and TJ's plate because they're just going to be so frustrated and eventually we're going to lose them anyway because they're going to be like, I spend half of my time doing process stuff that... I understand it is important, but I'm not good at it um, and I don't enjoy it. So that that feels like where the magic can really happen. That's where the the desuckification comes to life, right? Because if I can show up at work even as a right way person and suddenly not have to feel like I have to raise my hand on the challenge stuff all the time because everybody thinks, well, everybody should be able to come up with new ideas like that because maybe the the big (laughs) boss is a challenge or a better way. And 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 be not only take things off plates move them onto your plates and all that but like celebrate the heck out of the fact that we figured this out and we're going to be so much better off because everybody's focusing on what they should and that's when you get that complimentary thing and then it's like oh yeah i am going to go talk to steve who's all about simplify because i need to simplify this presentation's 47 pages and i need it to be 10. i'm going to talk to steve like that becomes this gift within an organization and I can think of almost every organization I've ever worked at, and I've never had that information other than me guessing at it, which is almost right. worse because right. we're going to make assumptions, our biases come into play, and that gets to a really bad place. So when you do it in a more scientific way, I mean, you're talking about this algorithm that takes 4,400 questions and brings them down to 35, suddenly there's validity to me understanding what everybody else does. I mean, when you do these team workshops, is that does that light bulb go off for most people? Did they suddenly get that? It, it's really fun. So one of the things I like to do is when I hear that laughter, I I, I point. I literally yeah. will point to the leader. I say, you see those two that were at each other's throats last week? Mm-hmm. You see them laughing because now they understand each other. Yeah. Right. That's the number. That's the number one big takeaway. I'm like, now there's laughter where there used to be tension. Because mm-hmm. now they understand each other. And they, and like you said, they understand that they can go to each other for the gifts that they bring, mm-hmm. right? Versus going to the wrong person for advice, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when, one of the things about work is when we're interviewing, 
TJ, you remember when back in the days, you know, when you're getting that first job or that second yeah. job or, you know, when you're interviewing, you'll say anything to get the job. Right. Yeah. What are you what are you looking for? You you, you know yeah. what? I'm good at math. You're looking wow. for an accountant. I yeah. guess what? Dan's good at math. <laughs> love math. Yeah. I love math. I, I am really good at it, but I don't. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say I love it. I'm good at math. Right. But I don't love it. I'd rather I'd rather pay somebody to do my taxes than to do yeah. it myself. All mm -hmm. that stuff just bores me sitting at a computer, yeah. looking at numbers, rounding. No, mm -hmm. I want to be with people. I want to be mm -hmm. interacting. And so but I'm good at math. And if you look at my, you know, back then, look at my ACT yeah, score on, on yeah, the math yeah. section. I did yeah. fantastic. Hire me. Mm -hmm. I'll right. be I'll be your bookkeeper. For mm. about three days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna or I'm gonna be there from eight to five and at five zero one you won't see me mm -hmm. because I don't enjoy that. I'll do it because that's how I'm gonna feed my family. And I think that's the that's the other insight that when we do these team workshops, sometimes we figure out, hey, who's in the wrong seat? Mm -hmm. And you just talked about it. Somebody might be in the wrong seat. So let's take, like you said, let's take the Man, let's give it to the systems process guy. He's mm -hmm. going to love doing that stuff. Yep. Dan does it. So take it away from him and mm -hmm. give Dan the stuff. Let Dan raise his hand when you want to have a brainstorming session and don't invite the right way person to right. the brainstorming session because they don't like them. They don't mm -hmm. need, they don't get energy from that. Right. They get energy from, hey, now that you've decided out of you brainstorming, you came up with the idea, mm -hmm. you want to create a process to put it into action. Yep. Here I'm I am. your man. Yeah. Here I am. Let's do it. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I got it. It makes so much sense. It's, you know, it can be frustrating at times to be in those environments where you kind of know this solution is out there. You know that people are better at certain things. You know that people are energized by certain things, but you just don't have the the tools to to measure it. So I think that's it, that's obviously really cool that that you guys can can measure it, and then you can, you know, as coaches or working with teams, you know, we can we can help people see the value in those measurements and that understanding. And like you said, people's people do start to laugh because it's like, oh my gosh, now I get why every time I go to so-and-so with this kind of a challenge, they're, they're frustrated because that's the exact opposite of, of who they are. Um, and I, I, think, I think that that's like, again, you talk about the 1 billion people, that's, that's the reason for it, right? That's the reason why you wanna get a billion people or three and a half, like, like some people have been saying, because, <laughs> It's that simple insight that has that that dramatic impact, and I think I think that's what a lot of us who who have been frustrated in work situations are are looking for is like how can we you know this is me as the, the make sense guy, but how can we solve this problem right? right? I see it. I understand that my job is frustrating, and I'm understanding that I'm not quite clear on how to make this process work the way we want to. I know there is a solution but I can't quite get to it. And so being able to show up and, and kind of give people like, well, here's, here's some understanding that will help you start to get to those solutions, whether it's the problem itself being revealed or revealing, these are the people that need to be working on these different aspects of the problem so that so the work doesn't suck because it doesn't have to. And kind of going back to you at the beginning, even just your body language, as you described where you were and then where you are now, you know, that, that shift in, I think 2019 or whatever it was, right. or 2017, 2019, was, yeah. 2019, like that we've all felt that we've all felt that the, the sort of like heavy body language that wears us down. And then the like leaning in and getting a little more animated when suddenly it's like, Oh, I can do the thing that, that I should be doing. Um, so 
I want to I want to kind of start wrapping us up here, Dan. And there's there's a few questions that I like to ask. The first one, I think I actually already know the answer to, which is, are you optimistic about uh, our, our ability as as people who are in this space to to start to to desuckify work and make it work better for people? You, you know, you absolutely know that answer. You know, I think, you know, the the more people like you that I work with that are working with other people and working with companies where are creating brands or working with teams and helping them optimize their communication. Mm-hmm. I think there's look, there's there's a lot of assessments out there and they all bring something. You know, uh, Cynthia, who I was just working with, uses Working Genius, but mm-hmm. she got YOS certified and she said, I'm going to use YOS first and then I'm going to bring in Working Genius mm-hmm. and then together oh, we're going to get a bigger, a mm-hmm. better, more in-depth picture of everybody that we work with. So yes. whether you're using Colby, where you're using Strengths Finders, what, mm-hmm. DISC, whatever it is you're using, I think, Use YOS along with it or don't, but just make sure you're using those tools to make decisions for for people so that we're taking advantage of their gifts. You know, John mm-hmm. Maxwell says when 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 you counsel people, you work on their faults, but when when you when you when you're working with them, you talk to them about their strengths. Mm-hmm. Put people where their strengths are, and if mm-hmm. we if we work with people's strengths. Instead, you know, look, like you said it, for you, right way is probably number nine. For me, it's number nine, too. Yeah. I can work on right way all I want, and it's just going to wear me down. And mm-hmm. I can probably, if I can, if I do right way for an hour in the morning, yeah. I'm done for the rest of the day. But yeah. I can do contribute challenge and make sense all day long and into the evening. And mm-hmm. so when we, when we met at the ICF Arizona meeting, you know, mm-hmm. I was in my element, right? To do, yeah. getting to present, being in front of people challenging them with something new, bringing something new to the table and mm-hmm. then contributing to, to the success of those people that joined us back then. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. You know, take me, take me and put me at the front and let me check people in and make sure they all oh. have their lanyards. And <laughs> that's not going to be it. No, I, mean, I get to interact I with people, but, uh, yeah. but you know, or organizing the tables or making sure we have the right amount of stuff. Hey, uh, I think the way you desuckify work is <laughs> by, helping people work in their in their space where they're best. Yeah, I agree. And it's it's funny that the right way thing just reminds me in the advertising world, we all have to fill out timesheets. And the the world I was in, which was the creative world, is probably filled with a bunch of challenge, better way, make sense, like people, and where right way is all the way down here and it explains why so many of us struggled week after week to either get them done or to do them correctly and it's just it's it's eye-opening to recognize the the simple reason for that um you know one one thing i also kind of think i know the answer because i think you're living it but i do ask this of everybody what would a a fully desuckified work world look like if you just wave a magic wand you know what what is that yeah oh man well i think for me a desuckified world is a word is a world where work doesn't feel like work Mm, yeah you know, it. You know, someone once said, you know, if, if you if you do work you love, you never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think where if I think a desecified workspace is one where it doesn't feel like you're going to work. You're going to yeah. go have fun. Yeah. You're going to go do stuff that you would do. Even as I said earlier, that mm-hmm. you would do even if you weren't getting paid. Yeah. And if you if you if you're blessed enough to do that, you know, if I had this self-awareness back when I was at my corporate job, I could have said, hey, look, mm-hmm. I'm not in the right seat. 
Yeah. I think I need to be in a place where I can do this, this, and this. Where mm-hmm. can I go there? I'm a senior leader. You don't want me to leave. So right. why don't we put me in a place where I can contribute, challenge the status quo, and make sense of things, and mm-hmm. then really take something to the to the next level because I'm going to be working in in my zone of genius. So, but I mean, for me, desuccified work is doesn't feel like work. Yeah, no, and I think that last point was a good one, right, Dan? Because I think some people might be thinking, if I want to desuccify my work world, I have to go somewhere else. But once you have some of that self awareness, there is that ability. It may not be there for everybody, but but why not ask? Why not ask a place, especially if you've done well, you've had some success. This is this is me, and, and you've got me over here. If I if you put me over here, not only do I want to stay but watch me contribute even more because now i'm like i'm working on all cylinders so i love that that mention because i do think people think they have to sort of run to the next thing sometimes which you don't always have to um well you mentioned the word fun and and so that's kind of how i like to wrap these up um i've been bringing in some some goofy sound effects into my thing i think if you've listened at all you hear cat sounds and all that stuff which is kind of my thing and um but i've been asking people to like make any kind of sound effect that they can make and i'm going to try to add it to the library maybe even weave it into our episode somewhere as a little surprise and um you got any kind of goofy silly or even just interesting sound that you'd love to make that we can try to bring into uh into this (laughs) podcast oh man i uh, you know i i i had sent you an electronic version of this sound, but then you threw a curveball at me with it which is of course this is fun but so we we have a sound that we use when we use our video clips and it's kind of like a whoosh with Mm -hmm. a bing at the end and it shows our logo so i'm gonna give it a try i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give you the the whoosh with the ding at the end and i know uh bella and aiden who helped create it are gonna be cringing in their (laughs) in their in their uh in their seats and in their headphones when they hear this but let me let me try it i think it's gonna go oh man for some reason it disappeared like the sound got muffled a little bit. <laughs> oh, come on. You didn't yeah. hear that? No, we'll give you one All more right. try, Dan. Try All one right, more let's try. Do it. Let's try it again. <sighs> Bing. All right. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty interesting. I want people to now like uh go watch some stuff on the on the on the Y Institute site and listen for that sound and see how true it is. You know, maybe uh maybe your team will be using your version now instead of that uh <laughs> it's, it's such a true version you know tanika tanika vital pringle who's one of our brand uh strategists that uses why she you know there, there's different part or your brand there's a brand image right there's mm-hmm. brand colors and then yeah. there's brand sounds and that that's kind of yeah. our brand sound so i i hope we don't use this <laughs> one but uh, i appreciate that you pushed me out of my comfort zone and, and had yeah. me do that too no, was- that was fun <laughs> I appreciate you uh, being a uh, willing participant in that because I, I think this whole notion that work can be fun is a big part of what I'm trying to put out in the world. And I think you touched on it as well. I think uh, when it doesn't feel like work, you can have fun. And that's just, you know, one of the greatest gifts if you can, if you can step into that space. So I'm, uh, I'm all in on, on, on the billion plus, you know, because I think that that's going to go a long way to getting more people doing work that they do truly love and can have a little fun at. So Dan, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for for coming on the Desuckify Work podcast. It's been really fun. Thank you for having me, TJ. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. 
Thanks everyone for joining the Desuckify Work podcast. And thanks to Dan for being an energetic and illuminating guest. You can follow Dan on LinkedIn and listen to his weekly interview show, Why Not Wednesday. You can also follow the Why Institute on LinkedIn and check them out at whyinstitute.com. If you'd like to discover your own why or your teams, send me a note and we'll make it happen. Bye everyone.